She's a doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Dobek, and she's a dietitian. Hey, I'm Hannah Schuyler, and together we are the, the Doctor Dietitian Collab. And today we're going to talk to you about New Year's resolutions. And you're probably like, really now? I know. It's a little late for that, guys. Yeah, but this is the perfect time to talk about it. We're going to really break down how you make goals, what are the right times to make goals, what are the things that you need to do, and and really just be able to live your best life because that's really what a resolution is all about. I agree. And I think also this is the time that people are starting to fall off of their resolutions. They've had that January where they're like, go, go, go. Or maybe you did maybe you did dry January and now you're like, well, what's now my relationship with alcohol? Or maybe you went to the gym and it was crazy and busy and packed and you're like, I don't really know if that's my, my vibe or life just got in the way or it's really cold outside and you don't want to do anything. What do you feel like the vibe is right now on social media in terms of New Year's resolutions? I almost feel like there's not as much hype this year. I don't think there's anywhere near as much hype. And I don't know if it's just that more people are sharing more real content online um, versus people showing. I think we've gotten away from a lot of that like uh like hyper aesthetic thing where if you're if you go to the gym you're a gym person and you do this and that, like that this at the other and people are really showing more and that's what real life is is more of the balance of of things not that there's not people out there that do that and then i also saw this kind of concept of some people saying like january is really a bad time to make resolutions because like it's like peak winter you're going into the coldest months of the year um, you know, in Florida, it doesn't make quite as much of a difference. Like it felt like spring today, but you know, places where it's really cold, like you're you're trying to you're trying to fight kind of nature, and so maybe January is a bad time to make a resolution. I know. I, I've thought that, and I really thought about it this year because normally New Year's, honestly, is like my favorite holiday or one of them because I love what it stands for. I love just the whole thought of not that it erases your wrongdoings or your past, but it just I I love the idea of a fresh start. But this year, I felt like um, I don't really even have a resolution this year. Yeah, I, really I don't, don't either. I don't either. I, I have some things that I kind of want to start to think about in a new year. And I do understand that con- the kind of idea of like, we're coming out of this very intense season of parties and seeing family and seeing friends and, you know, looking at it from a weight lens. Maybe you've put on some weight or um, if you're your weight stalled or something, if you're post-op. And so that's where I can see it's like a reset. Plus, I think people are just tired at this point and they're like, I just need to get back to my routine. Yeah. And I think for some people, that's why like that kind of recommitment resolution can can come in handy. But it's just more about getting back into your routine and your normal and, and getting past that, like, holiday indulgence. Yes, I know. I know I indulged. Uh, I know. And, it, and it's just like – and sometimes I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, like here we go. I'm going to be that one yeah. in the gym like you just described on day one. And I did take a very long walk um, on New Year's Day. Yeah. But I don't know. I did that the day before too. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just felt like this year – and I don't know why. I just feel like the energy on Instagram as a whole is, like, down. Like It's, dude, it's a little more low-key. I took a walk around TJ Maxx on New Year's Day. Does that count? Yeah, that sure cardio? does. I'm sure that was. I'm sure that was great cardio. <laughs> I carried some like heavy picture frames around. So what were you? Were you buying something? Returning something? I was returning something and then mm. buying something. I, I got know. new shoes. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah, what new kind? Sneak some new some new Nike sneakers. Maybe I'll use them for my. Oh, there we go. For yeah. all this exercise, exercise. we're going to be doing for yeah. this resolution. For walking. 
Well, there you go. Well, we have gotten a lot of um, all of you podcast listeners. We love this. And we have gotten those of you who've written us comments or even written us um, private messages or even contacted us through our website, drxdietitian.com or emailed us. And we've, we've got a few actually that were requesting an episode on this whole phenomenon of a SMART goal. Yes. And I really want to dissect this down and really just reshape, okay, we're going to use this time frame because like you said, I mean, maybe you did have a goal. Maybe it was or was not a SMART goal. And now it's February and you kind of already forgot about it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting you say that too. So today I was in a training and as like a icebreaker kind of thing, we all went around and introduced ourselves and the the facilitator was like, okay, and then I want everyone to tell me like what your New Year's resolution is. Oh. And I'm not kidding. I think there were 15 people in there. 13 of them, it was just lose weight. Really? But that was it. That was the whole thing. And I was in my mind, I was like, that's a terrible resolution. And it's not because it's bad to want to lose weight if you want to lose right weight for the right reasons. And you, you know, again, maybe you're a bariatric patient or something like that. But that as a goal kind of so vague. sucks. It's yeah. so vague. And so that's where it was in my mind. I was like, but what's your smart goal? Like none of like you're setting yourself up for failure when you don't make it smart. Yes, absolutely. You need to have it's almost like the smart goal is, de- is, is really designing an action plan and being able to say that. And we're going to break down every single letter of this acronym. But to be able to have like, OK, this is the amount of effort I need to do to have this outcome at this time. And that is, I also think like meetings in general, like we should have smart goals applied to so many other aspects of our lives as well. Yeah. I think it would guide us all to be just a lot more efficient. <laughs> totally. Oh my goodness. Because that way you kind of knew what is the point of this meeting? Mm-hmm. What am I trying to achieve in the time that I have? And like, how do I just, I don't know. And walking away with a plan. Yes. That's the worst is when you go through a meeting and people have great ideas and then you walk out and nobody has an action step. I know. The next thing. I know. I mean, all of Hannah and I's text messaging conversations, they're all like in the smart goal format. They pretty much are. We have shared notes and we come up with ideas and we write things. And it's like, here are the things I'm working on. Here are the things I'm going to contribute. But like, and I, again, I know we talk about this, but I'm so proud of this Dr. X Dietitian podcast because it is this labor of love and we can see us getting traction. And it's a goal that's put into action. Like, that's exactly what, and that was what I said on my thing today. I said my resolution or my goal was that we grow the podcast. It was? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's mine too. I do have one. Darn yeah. it. And that's the but thing. Again, that's super vague. <laughs> it is super vague. And so one thing, our first goal is to have a thousand followers on Instagram, and we're already over nine hundred. So that's very exciting. We um and we want to really um every episode, our goal is to have a thousand downloads. And yeah. we're getting upwards of five hundred already per episode. So awesome. thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, yes. so that is awesome. Okay, so let's talk about smart goals. What so what's the S? S is specific. Okay. And so when we talk about, like, I'm going to use lose weight as just, like, a benchmark. I love it. Because it's a lot of people's goals around this time of year. Again, maybe you put on a couple pounds at Christmas and you want to get it off or whatever. You want to lose weight. So, okay, how much weight do you want to lose? Do you want to lose – do you want to lose 5 pounds? Do you want to lose 10 pounds? Do you want to lose 50 pounds? What's our our specific goal? Okay. Right? And then we move into measurable. Weight's a pretty easy one to measure. Yeah. 
I mean, that that kind of goes. Now, another one, another classic example that I, I like to use for SMART goals is exercise. So a lot of people, it's, it's either they want to lose weight or they want to exercise more. And so again, okay, I want to exercise more. So what kind of, the specific would be what kind of exercise do you want to do? Right? Love that. Do I, you want to go for walks every day? I love that. Walks. And then you could even get more specific within the specific measurable goal of, okay, I want to go for a walk every day for this amount of time, get my heart rate up to this level, have this percent intensity of my maximal heart rate. I mean, you can really... Oh, okay, start is- with time. Okay. Let's start- <laughs> so we're going to say... Sorry, guys, a smarter sorry, sorry, goal, sorry. instead of exercise more, would be like, okay, say I want to um, walk. It's easy. It's an easy example. I want to walk for 30 minutes, five days a week. Okay. That's your measurable portion, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. This is good. You no. could measure all of the other statistics, but I think that also can get you bogged down and in the weeds and then you don't hit those goals and then and you're stressed true. out about it. No, you're right. You're right. What am I even talking about? Every time I go walking, I just start. And I think that's maybe it. One of your things is that I walk every day and you just go. And then yeah. and then next thing you know is the, the hardest part is just taking the first step, you yeah. know, and everything. So just yeah. get going. Another measurable <laughs> goal would be like an NSV that you like a non-scale victory mm-hmm. that you not only want to exercise but you want to exercise in a specific um maybe a a specific outfit or something or you want to be able so these are things that you know aren't the objective scale that you want to be able to um you know you know all the NSVs like yeah, those things you should be, be able to walk around you want to get to the point where you can walk around Disney for the whole day with your family exactly so That's we got to start with walking in the neighborhood maybe it's 10 minutes at a time until you build up exactly to where you can go more love that so and that's where that next one really comes in is uh achievable yeah so that's the other thing that people want to do is they want to go to these goals they're like i'm going to start going to the gym five days a week for an hour at a time you know i'm going to do p90x i'm going to do hit i'm going to lift the heaviest weight in the gym and like if you've never stepped foot inside of a gym before, that's not achievable. Yeah. And so you're just setting yourself up for failure. Exactly. Same with weight loss. If you are saying, I want to lose 50 pounds, you know what you have to do to lose 50 pounds? You have to lose one pound. Mm. And so if it's a, it's not achievable because I think we set these huge goals up in a very short period of time. <sighs> yeah. And you're like, well, I haven't lost 50 pounds in the month of January. Well, well, thank God. Yes. We'd be really worried if you had. Seriously. Like, you know, so I think that achievable is super important and looking at your baseline and where you are, again, depending on what it's at or what your what your goals are around, finding that achievable point for you. Totally. Yes, exactly. So, all right. So we have specific, measurable, achievable, R is... Relevant. Relevant. So Give me an example here. To me, that one's like a little... Low, weird, loosey goosey. Yeah. yeah. Let me look. Let me Google um, this. Yeah. But I, to me, it's kind of like you want it relevant to your life. Like, I don't know, maybe you hate golfing. And so, like, it shouldn't be that your goal is to learn to golf. I don't know. That's where my mind goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I just Googled it and I'm looking at a business. So there's mm. these specific goals for that. And it's like align your company's goals with the overall objectives of your business and the realities of the market. So maybe from like, if we look at it from a health perspective, it's like relevant to your health journey. Ah, yes. So maybe it's it's relevant to you're going to exercise more and you know that it's relevant because it's going to help bring your blood pressure down. Yes. You know, I think that a lot of those things just tie into each other. Um, 
you know, if you're going to grow your podcast, part of maybe your goal is that we're going to speak at X number of events. That's relevant to that overarching goal of growing the podcast. Yes, yes. So that's how I'm going to frame it. Okay. I think that's perfect. And then the last one is time-based. Yes. And again, this is where I think people, they don't ever put an end date on things. And so they want, I think a lot of times people want it just to happen as quickly as possible. I know. And that's why I say, too, it's like you can't lose 50 pounds without losing one pound. So we're going to start with a weight loss goal of maybe five pounds in a month. Okay. That's realistic, achievable, relevant, and it's time-based. Yeah. No, I think that's great. On the flip side of time, though, when you say, okay, I want to do five pounds in 30 days, okay, you do it awesome. But then on the other side of it, then what? You know, we've talked about that. Like, okay, I hit this smart goal. That's a goal. So that means it was achievable. Check in the box. Done. So now, like, how do you continue before so that you're not like five pounds heavier the next, you know, day? Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that kind of like, that's like the dry January example of kind of like, okay, so you didn't drink for a month. Now what? Yeah. What are we going to do? Are we going to start binge drinking to (laughs) on the flip side of it? Yeah. Um, And I'm sure there's people that that happens to. I'm sure, You know, you restrict for so long and then you go to the other end of things. That's where I think you have to have some, for some people, you have to have another goal in mind. Um, And there's a lot of people that live that way. Like they always have to be kind of working towards something. And then I think there's other people that can really settle into, I'm happy that I achieved this goal. And now I'm just going to kind of keep, keep doing. But I think too, when you do some of these things and especially like weight loss, you have to put some habits into play to get to that point. So I think then it's like, okay, well now I've built the habit. I'm going for the walks to, and that's, I'm enjoying that and it's helping me. I'm, you know, my meals are different. I'm enjoying exploring new flavors, or maybe that's something you change. You reframe what does it look like maybe instead of, okay, my goal isn't weight loss anymore because I've lost the weight. So we know that maintenance is a whole beast in itself, but maybe your goal now is to expand your recipe collection so that you have more variety in the diet. You know, yeah, get creative. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's one of your strongest suits is how creative you are and how you come up with all these cool ideas. And I think that, well, first of all, as a quick side note, like if you want to lose weight, talk to your dietitian here who offers this, you know, one-on-one consultation to understand your true goals and how you can. I mean, you've said a lot of things on here. And I think that that's sometimes maybe you might not have a dietitian at, at finger's length, but yeah. you could ask a friend or just talk. I think you need to like express what's on the inside. Like, this is what I want to do. Well, have you thought about X, Y, or Z? Like, no, I have not. Yeah. And like for me, I think like if you back up, even before we did the podcast, I knew that my I had a very vague goal of I wanted to basically normalize and popularize bariatric surgery. That's mm-hmm. always been kind of like... In a nutshell, the, there's still such a bad stigma around it. There's the 1% of all the patients who qualify, less than 1% are getting it. Why is that? How do we make this more mainstream? And that was vague. That, yeah. that, that's truly like my thing, but I need to be 
um, I needed to be much more specific. So having the podcast was something that now I can have like a goal within a goal that is something that I can see um, kind of objectively if I'm actually achieving that overall mission. Right. And that's exactly, I feel like what it is. It's like your mission statement or that a company like would have. And that can kind of be your thing. So like you set your mission statement, which usually isn't a specific, it's not like a smart goal because it's just like an overarching idea. Yeah. And then within that, yeah, you have like these smaller subsets of how are we doing, like how are we working towards that big idea of and that's where something like I want to lose weight. Again, I say that's a bad goal, but it's a bad resolution is really what I should say. And yes. then you have to make smaller smart resolutions, smart goals in between and create an action plan. And that's the second part of a smart goal that I think a lot of times too we don't talk about is like okay, so my plan my smart goal is I am going to walk for 30 minutes 3 times a week for the next 4 weeks at Seven o'clock in the morning. Okay, so that's a. I think that hits all of the yeah, things. Yeah. Now, what's the plan? Yeah. What do I? What am I going to do to make that happen? I'm going to go to. I'm going to make sure I'm in bed by eleven p.m. Here we so go. So that I'm getting my sleep. I'm going to set my sneakers up by the front door. There we so go. So that I can put them on. Like I'm going to lay out the clothes. I'm going to have my water bottle and my keys right next to each other on the counter. You know. And so I can get up and go and do that. And and that, you know, when you think of all those things to do this, it seems a little overwhelming. Like, right. I have to really change. Like, it's not just like making one change. I have to make a, a, a cascade of changes right. to be able to get it. But once you kind of like put that into motion and you start to repeat it, it'll become your like new way. Right. Which, I mean, it's tough. It, it is, is tough. It's and really I, hard. that's where I struggle. So personally, like I said, I'm not a big like resolutions person. And for me, the struggle has always been like I have the knowledge. I It's hard to put that plan in action. And part of it, and this is where I've kind of learned this maybe the last year or so, is that I am not good at like starting out being bad at something. Mm, um, yes. I'm definitely somebody who like – you know, you see people who are like, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I'm like, if at first you don't succeed, you're a failure, you failed, that's it, never do it again. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you look at, like, hobbies, like, crafts and stuff like that, uh, if I've tried – I have, like, watercolors at my house. I tried it for, like, a week, and I was like, nope, I am not a watercolor artist yet. I am not in a museum <laughs> yet. And so I can't – I like – it's, it's hard for me to kind of overcome that. Uh, and another really good example was running. Oh. My whole life, I have always said I'm not a runner. I've never, like, I never really enjoyed it. I would go through periods of my life where I would try to go for runs, and it just never worked. I mean, I think back to, like, middle school. We had to run on the track, and I, we walked. I mean, my friends and I, like, slow strolled that track and chatted. <laughs> but I was running last year. I think it was in probably, like, early spring. I was. I had one of my moments where I was like, I'm going to go for a jog. I'm going to do it. I'm going to like it. I'm going to get the whole thing. I'm going to understand it. And so normally when I run, I put on like fairly intense music. Like I like a lot of, not intense, but like fast paced. Like I'll listen to a lot of like 2000s, like R&B and yes. hip hop. Yes. Because like it, it like vibes you up. Like it gets you really excited. So this one day I go out for a jog and I put my Spotify on to just like whatever, like just shuffle all of the music I listen to. So it had some very weird things. And I think a country <laughs> song played, actually, as I was like, starting out my jog. 
not what I would normally go to, but I'm like, oh, I like this song. Like, it's good. But it had kind of like a slower beat. I realized I ran like a half a mile and I wasn't out of breath. My chest didn't hurt. I was like, I like looked, kind of looked up to where I was and I was like, wait, I haven't stopped. Normally I run for about two minutes and I'm like, like want to be on the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I realized it's because I was listening to slower music. I was just running slower. Like, duh, you idiot. Just run slower (laughs) because you're not a runner. You have not trained or practiced in this. Right. And so that night, I think I ran like it was over a mile. I don't remember now if I did a mile and a half or or something like that. But I honestly think I stopped because it got dark out. Like I normally would have come like I would have been slogging through or walking and I ran for, like, a mile or so, at least nonstop. And then, like, that week I went out more times and I ran, like, I think I ran a 5K that week. Like, Sheesh. just on my own, just ran three miles. And then it fell off. Like, then the spring happened and the summer was a little bit – there was a lot going on. And I fell off of it again. But it was that lesson of, like, oh, you don't have to be good at this. You don't have to be good at this right out of the gate. No, absolutely. You have to, you know, you have to lean into your blind spots of things that you know nothing about. I I would say that my biggest thing that I've done recently is open Excel for the first time. And I, believe it or not, somehow, I don't know, like when Microsoft products came out, I guess it would be like, what, Windows 95? So I was like, I, I was like 14 at that time, 15. You're so probably like, right, just on the cusp of that being... Like part of it. Like yeah. we had typewriters and typing class. Like oh, yeah. we, there was no computers. Yeah, we had computers. So I didn't, I never had a computer in high school. Right. So I... Don't know how or why, but like in college, I don't know if it's the science tract I was on or whatever, but I know this is out, like astounding, but I have never myself opened up an Excel workbook and started to do it ever. Never once. Never once. That's wild. 41. Never. Never. So now I'm like, all right, well, this is, I have to get it organized and all of those great details will be coming out. And I'm like, okay, I got to do all of this. And you better believe I'm like, I took um, online um, YouTube video. I was not on like yeah. official course. I was thinking about going to the library and actually learning it in all seriousness. I did like an Excel course online at some point. I didn't finish it. Okay. Classic. Well, at least, well, I mean, but I mean, the, the one I took was like, how do you do the basic addition, yeah. subtraction, multiplication, and division? And then like, I mean, you were showing Build me some things that. the other day. And then now I just am so like proud of myself. So then it's like, all right, well, I actually, you know what my biggest resolution is, which ah, I just need to do it. Now, maybe like I'm just going to come out and hopefully I'll have done it is TikTok. Oh, yeah. I just, and then all I can hear is the excuses in my head. First of all, I know that a lot of our patients or potential patients consume their information on TikTok. Yeah. And it's entertaining and it's the fastest growing form of social media currently. And there's just so many amazing things. And you don't have to have this huge following to ultimately be able to go and um, have a video go viral. Right. And And so, but like it's, I can make an Instagram reel, but I can't like, and so like, I feel like. It's just that like first step of. Of being willing to be kind of bad at it. I know. And, like, putting out some bad content, you oh, know? I know. But it's, like, I know. I'm the same way because I have a TikTok. I don't really use it that much. I mostly consume. And then I sit there and I'm, like, why am I consuming? But then I go to try and make a video and that is not – it's not easy. And I think that's part of a lot of this stuff can be discouraging when it's, like, 
our brains want to do the easy thing, I generally know. speaking. And so it's kind of like it's way easier to scroll than it is to create. Create, yes. And so that's the same with anything. Like it's that for like you said, like taking that first step. And again, like to me, it's like overcoming that like you're allowed to be bad at this or not great at it. You don't even have to be like you can just do it and it may not go viral and it may, you know, it takes a long time to grow things and or to see changes in your body or to, to make a habit. What is it? 21 days or something to make a habit oh, yeah. or something at least. Um, and so, yeah, to me, that's like a lot of the you know, for me personally, is a lot of the struggle. I know. And and it's also, I mean, gosh, social media, what, I mean, we could go on and on about it, but I mean, it's also, like you said about if everything doesn't go viral. So I had a video, a reel rather, on my uh, Dr. Dovek Instagram that did go viral. It has 400,000 wow. views. Did you know that? No. So anyway, yeah, it's this one where um, I'm essentially like, um, like 2007, everyone don't go into surgery if you want to be uh, a wife and a mom and all that. And then it's essentially like, hold my beer. And as I go into like, here I am now, like I've done more surgeries than any other female in the U.S. And I am a mom and participate in the P- PTA. And yeah. actually today they wrote a thing and they're like, hey, we need some uh, a mom to um, decorate the doors. Um, I'm like, since when did like the parents have to decorate the door? But whatever. Yeah. So that's no problem. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. I want to decorate this door of this school. And I'm, go. I, it's going to be like, I mean, this is going to be the it's best door be like I ever the seen. RA door. <laughs> it's going to be like the RA door. Absolutely. My resident assistant days. But anyway, and I think that, so then now I, I want that high again yeah. to see that the first, like in, in one, in less than 60 seconds, I got 18,000 views. I was like, oh wait, what? God. Is this a, wait, what's happening? Yeah. So you want that again. And then when you see like, Oh, I got five, and I'm pretty darn certain they were all my, me looking at this thing over and over right. again. You know, like it's all my different Insta- Instagram accounts. Yeah, I'm like, oh, mm. it's Doctor X Salutation, it's New Try Health, it's Doctor yeah. Dovic. Like, oh, darn it! Mm. I'm like, Aaron, Aaron, take, put Instagram back on your phone just so you can watch it. I need yeah. another view. Like, yeah, right. I'm like organically trying to get views on reels. Like, what yeah. is happening? So anyway, like it, it can be frustrating again when you're not the best, where you're not getting the feedback in some sort of capacity that you mm-hmm. want, whether it be through compliments or views or likes or or even a number on. A scale yep. and that's ah it's frustrating yeah, it is frustrating and and uh, you know again that's where it's hard the that's why it's hard to keep a resolution because if there's not that feedback in whatever way you're looking for it it's not going to happen and then too i think the hype drops down again it's winter time like people are cozy right now i know and that's great i mean it's like soup season i love soup season oh i love soup that's my favorite yeah and so i think also just like giving yourself some grace in the whole thing and knowing that all right maybe i resolved you're you know i resoluted to do this that's not a verb but whatever Back in January, and I've fallen off. And I think a lot of times people assume that then that's it for the year. Uh, yes. And that you can't, like, it's like, well, got to wait for next January 1st. And it's like, really don't. Um, you can you can start whenever you like. I liked the concept somebody put online I saw that said, like, instead of doing New Year's resolutions, we should do, like, first day of spring as, like, we enter a new mm. season. And, like, again, it's when things are starting to blossom and grow and kind of oh, come like out that. of the cold and come, you know, uh, like, out of these winter time. Like, we're we're coming into a new season. So, you know, kind of goes along with, like, the spring cleaning. and like, Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I kind of liked that as a, a concept better then. And I don't remember 
who said that, but I mean, I love that whole concept of a fresh start at any point. Yeah. And but there has to be at the same time consistent effort. Yes. I there's I it was talking to somebody the other day and she was talking about um this the good old book from Good to Great, the business book. And she's like, let me summarize it for you. And that is to be hyper focused on something. And it's not like, okay, today I'm gonna do this business or tomorrow I'm gonna do that. Like, no we're committed to this podcast and we're going to be all in on it or like whatever it is. Like, and so it would be weird if I started practicing gynecology at this point. Um, Right. It's like, okay, you need to change, but I I can't change my mind again in in another month. Like I got to really like, okay, fine. You can be a gynecologist, but you got to really like go go all in. And that would pretty much be it for the rest of my life because there just wouldn't be enough time. So in the words of Ron Swanson, from Parks and Rec, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Oh, man. We need to make t-shirt merch, merch, (laughs) merch alert. That's brilliant. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's kind of like going in all in on that and and having that mindset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It can be tough, though. It can be really – again, that's that's where I personally struggle. So I know that people out there are feeling the same way of like – I have the plan. I have all the things, but like just committing to it. And so finding, you know, whether it's finding somebody that wants to do it with you, I think just going to say that I think that's probably like to me, that would be like the top way. Like my husband, and I have talked about like we were going for like nightly walks and everything. And really it stopped right around probably right around the wedding. And then also when the time changed because he'd get home from work and it was already dark outside. But we we're like, well, maybe we need to go back. We used to walk. Um, in when we lived in Chicago, we'd walk through Lincoln Park every morning at like six o'clock in the morning. I would almost murder him because he'd be talking about Warren Buffett at six o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I would point out every single dog that I saw. <laughs> but like we did it together. <laughs> and this was again, this is like peak COVID. So everything was super shut down. Yeah. And so like we would go for walks. But he was like, maybe we need to get back into like that routine. And, yes. But if if he's not like if we don't both commit to it. You know, it's hard. It's hard to just do things by yourself sometimes. Well, I was just going to say, you need an accountability partner. And with this podcast, sometimes it's like, okay, we're going to post 365 something on our Instagram story with a date on it. And like, all right, so we've got the old shared spreadsheet going so we don't repeat and that we like, and then like you kind of dove in. So like, I'm not going to back out now. Like, okay. And then, so you just like, you just keep going with that. And then also with COVID, you know, COVID is such a great example of how like your life can like shake up, but maybe for the better, like you were describing like, you didn't have any other options. And so you actually had conversations and yep. you actually took walks and right. because that was the only activity. And I always think about like the fact that we in March of 2020, because of necessity, went 100% virtual yeah. with the practice. And that was something that let's say the medical assistant or the front desk receptionist or you, the dietitian, myself, the surgeon, what have you, wasn't all into that. It wouldn't have worked. Right. Like you couldn't like be like, okay, so Hannah wants to see her patients in person. And so that's a different type of a workflow. Like, again, there has to be things where multiple people are marching to the same beat in order yeah. to accomplish the greater goal. And so you have to establish the goal, make them smart goals, and then everybody has to understand the goals. And if you deviate off, it ain't going to work. So yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. And then, but if you do, you've 
get back on the horse. Totally. You know, you don't have to wait for a special day or a special, you know, new year or, oh, um, you know, the classic, oh, my diet starts Monday. You know, I think a lot of people Ugh. fall into that trap and then Monday comes and goes and then, well, now I have to wait till next Monday. I'm like, yeah, you could start on a Wednesday. It's fine. Like, totally. Not going to hurt anything. Yeah. Um, and sometimes maybe that's better because you just, it's like, okay, this is the day. And sometimes, too, it's finding the day that, it's like I said with my running, like, there's just days where I'm like, you know what? I really feel like going for a jog and it doesn't happen often. But when I feel <laughs> it, I'm going to do take it. it. I'm going to Go. take that opportunity and then I'm going to see that as a chance that maybe this is the time that I, it sticks, you know. And, and again, it's something that I, I think about and I'm like, I should continue to do it and you run know. for us, run, baby. Run. Let's go. Just joggy, joggy. So what do you think about the word resolution? Well, I looked it up for this. Oh, and okay. I have the, the one definition I found was a decision to do or not do something. So it's like a decision. Like mm. to me, that's like, okay, I'm going to decide to drive to Starbucks. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a very yeah. big like. Uh, There's like no gravity, gravity to it. Yeah. yeah. It's like. So then the one thing I found was like as, a, as opposed to a resolution making resolve and resolving yourself to something and resolve is a firm determination to do something. And to me, that has more of that like grit to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's that like determination. You're going to do it. I'm resolving myself to like do this. So I feel like even having that kind of mindset shift. What do you feel like? I mean, we've we've talked about this a little bit before, but to really specifically look at that word resolve, like resolve to evolve and all the determination and just perseverance and dedication and hyper focus on those things. Do you get that internally, that fire to do it? Or do you feel like you need external motivations? For example, do you feel like you have to put it out into the world like, um, I am going to do this on this date. And then that kind of like pushes you, even if you're procrastinating it, but you got to get it done because you put it out there. I need the external um, because of just how I function. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, if I'm just, you know, and and I think that's super individualized. I think there are some people who are like, I've got to do this. I'm the only one that matters to me. I don't care how anybody else thinks or, you know, if they're involved or whatever. Um, and then for me, like, I got to have a deadline on something because if I don't, it's just going to be push and push and push and push and push. And that's probably maybe that's what I'm really missing when I'm making goals is that time frame of like I'm giving myself like an end point even to say we're going to come back. You know, maybe if I start jogging, it'll be I'm going to do this for four weeks. Yeah. And then reassess my goal. Yes. And that's the other part that I think is missing from the SMART is like that follow-up reassessment of your goal. I think so too. And what about even consequences to not doing it? Like if it's just sort of like there's no stakes in it. Right. I mean, then like whatever. Yeah. And that's something too. Like a lot of times people will, if they like say they want to run more, they'll sign up like for a 5K. And so that they have that. That's a great example. like a great, you know, like, all right, I have to be ready to go by this date. And I've spent $35 on my admission to my 5K. Yeah. Fun fact, the only 5K I've ever participated in, I did something called a bandit run. And it's where you don't pay for the 5K. You just go and run it with all the people and you don't get a T-shirt at the end. Oh, so that's there's like a name for that. Yeah, you're a bandit. Oh, so you don't get like a number and they don't time. You don't get anything. You just are following basically the track that they Oh my gosh. Did that in Philly. Wow. Well, interesting. Yeah. Well, I um 
I did five. I'm not a runner either. And, I, and there's something severely wrong with my knee, but that's, I don't even yeah. know. But anyway, so I know I, I'm too tall. I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses. But I did do, so in Baltimore, GBMC has the Father's Day 5K. And I was like, well, I'm going to be this weekend warrior, you know, like I'm coming out, I'm going to show people that, you know, like I'm here. And a lot of our patients did it. One year we had a team for our office. There was a hundred patients that showed up. We were like made up the bulk of the 5K participants. It was like fantastic. And so anyway, I would run it. And even at the point where I couldn't walk down steps afterwards, I don't know really what that was all about, but... I, I hear you, but I was determined, and, and what we did was every Saturday, starting in January, for sort of like this resolution or this resolve to do this, that you would sign up for the 5K by New Year's Day. You got a re- severely discounted rate, so it was like 10 bucks instead of 30 uh-huh. or something. And then ultimately, we came together every Saturday, and then that was the the thing was the to do the 5K. The culmination was the 5K in It June. was awesome. Yeah. We got to do something like that. I know that we're yeah. in like Florida where like things are like spread out, but... Um, yeah, you know, all that stuff. But boy, we would love to hear from you guys out there. Like, we love it when you contact us. I would love to hear how is your New Year's resolution going? What are you doing? Is it working out? Have you um, pivoted and changed course? Is it a smart goal? Do you Tons need of some things. help? Let us know. We're yes. here. Check us out on drxdietitian.com or on Instagram at drxdietitian. Leave us a comment. Send us a message. We're looking forward to hearing from you all and seeing you next week. Bye, Dr. X Dietitian fans. Bye.